There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. A young girl with autism starts speaking. After seeing her neighbor's Christmas display, that must have been one heck of a display. Mm-hmm. Also, why uh, you probably don't want to use too much air freshener before lighting a cigarette. It is Tuesday, the 17th of December of 2019. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news that we think probably should have, just to remind you those little things that could save your life. <laughs> Before we get to those stories, though, hopefully you'll have some quality time away from work over the next few weeks. A new survey found 87% of office workers say they're pretty stressed at work these days. and Everybody needs a break, Jeff. Everybody, I guess, needs a break. Being overloaded with busy work, which is the kind of work that it's got to be done, but you don't really feel like you're accomplishing anything. doesn't feel like you're making a difference in the world. No. <laughs> You're just kind of going through the motions because it's busy work. That's how I see my kitchen. My kitchen is all busy work. Yeah. Yes. I'm sick of just washing doing dishes. dishes and yeah, cleaning, cleaning up after up, yourself. Straightening up. Yeah. I just I need a person. You need a living maid. I, I do. <laughs> Someone who just follows me around and picks up the, the trail I leave behind. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> who doesn't? Well, it's funny because I have some wonderful people, of course, that are helping me because we're getting ready to put the house on the market. And Tim is going to come over on Thursday to do a, a, the after video. Remember back in the spring? Oh, I did you're that purging. Big, yeah. Long video of I gave you a tour of my house and you could see all of the clutter and all of the mess and the disaster that was. Well, now we've pretty we're pretty much done. I mean, we put we went through the finally on the garage the other day and. You know, the stuff I'm not keeping, more stuff is gone. And so we're going to shoot the video on Thursday of what my house looks like now that I've gotten rid of everything. So I've had people in my house and I they have to be getting frustrated with me <laughs> because they're there. And then two days later, they come back to do something else. And I've already screwed up what they just finished. And when you say when, when they two do something before. else, you mean they're just helping you clean out your house? Yeah, they're, you know, you're the only person I know who has people for that well these are friends these are people that are are like helping me because i need help you have got some first world problems over there i do i really do there's no doubt about it but it is something that i just have never been it causes me extreme stress and honestly i just can't 
You can't let go. I get well. I just can't. It, it, there's a lot of elements that that play into it. It's the just, stress coming from just being overwhelmed, or the stress coming from having to let go of this stuff. You know, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of both. It's it's overwhelm. It's just more than my brain can manage. I mean, we've all got something, you guys. Oh that yeah, thrust into a situation. We're just like, oh crap, what do I do with this? For me, it's household stuff that I just cannot seem to manage. So when a couple of days go by and they Uh come over and it's a mess again, is it because you just don't put things back where they belong or is it because you have gone out and purchased things and accumulated more stuff? Well, you know, it might be a little bit of both. both. It's definitely both. It's shopping online. And not putting things back. Well, first, I think Jen's challenge was that she didn't really have a place for things to go. Right. Like, for example, full. <laughs> she's not very organized, but it's like you. Like, Jeff, if you walked through your living room just by chance and there was a paper clip on the floor, you would pick it up and go, oh, I got to put this. I got a place for it. my desk, with my other paper in clips. my drawer where oh. I keep the paper clips. No, I would chuck it. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> in, in theory, that's how typical people's homes work. Jen didn't have a place. I wouldn't place. even say typical people. I would say some people. Some. But Jen didn't have a place where... I don't have a place where paper clips go. Well, I do. It's called the junk drawer. Right. And I have two of those in the exactly. kitchen. Exactly. So, so she would, yeah. Or she would just, A, either leave it there. B, yeah. just... Put it, throw it in the junk drawer. Yeah, throw it in the junk drawer, which is Pick not it up organized. Off the floor it's and just, just put it on the yes. counter that's closest. Right. So that's the cha- The first challenge was having that. Mm-hmm. Now she has to a place where her things go, which her friend has helped her with. She, now it's putting her. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Stuff away where it I'm belongs. lucky to have people in my life who really love doing this kind of thing. That this yeah. is, you know, they're not just good at it. They love it. So when you move into your new place. Yes. How's that going to go? Like. You know, because you won't be moving. You won't have to worry about moving. So you'll be able to kind of relax and just be comfortable and not have to worry about where things go and picking stuff up. (laughs) Well, you see, that's getting rid of things. Well, that's the thing, too, is my friend who's helping me do this is also an interior designer. So she's able to see how I live and then help me make adjustments in the new house so it will be simpler for me to remain neat and clean and organized. Yeah. And it'll be neat when you have your own new environment because everything will, when you're unpacking, yes. everything will have its place. Yes. Hmm. And then if you can maintain picking up after yourself, right, you should be able to maintain organization within your new home. That is the hope. 
<laughs> I can hear the sincerity. It is. Well, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up over it you if can't. I don't yeah, right. do it. I mean, I'm. I would like to. But at the same time, when it's too neat and clean, it feels a little sterile to me. And it's also finding that happy medium is the trick. And it's also hard teaching an old dog new tricks. I've been like this my whole life. I mean, this is I was this was my life from birth. Mm. Right. I can't wait to check in like six months after move in, a year after move in. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, just you know, every six months or so check in. Well, she'll still have those people in her life that are helping her maintain her situation, hopefully. And it'll just stay Hopefully they'll teach me a few things along the way. Let's which do a surprise drop-in. Check out the state Let's of the farm. See what it looks How's like. your car? How's your car looking? Oh, these days? my car's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> It needs some work. At one point, that was clean, too, right? It, yeah, well, sure. I take it to the car wash every six months or so and have oh, them that's good. polish it up a little on the yeah. inside. <laughs> so that causes a lot of stress for people is just being overloaded with busy work. Yeah. Uh, not being able to unplug when we're at home, maybe because we got people in our house doing our busy work for us. Or a bad boss... Something completely unrelated to the home, conflicts with coworkers, not having enough paid time off, commuting, poor health benefits, and the survey also found the majority of us, the overwhelming majority of us, struggle to find the work-life balance. Right now at work, what I am struggling with is a lot of people in the building take off the last two weeks of the year, Mm -hmm. the last week of the year and kind of the first week of the new year or whatever. So I think a lot of people are feeling the crunch of the deadline being this Friday. So there's a lot of things that are coming into us. A lot of working ahead. Yeah. That are trying to like work ahead Mm -hmm. because people know they're going to be out. So it seems very crazy this week. A little frantic. Yeah. But not just for me, for a lot of people in the building. Yeah. That's the sucky part about taking a vacation is you have to scramble before and then when you get back, you got to catch up. Yeah. And it's like you and that's why you really got to make your vacation time worth it because it's hell before and after. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I got a buddy of mine who just he loves work. You know, like, wouldn't it be great if you loved work? You know, he gets bored like love. He'll be he'll be at home on the weekends and he'll be like, yeah, I just I got bored at home. I came into work. Like, dude, you got a wife and kids. He's like, they're fine. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, he's a great dad and he is involved and, you know, very active in his kids' lives. He's but passionate about what he does. He just loves it, man. You know, we've had conversations about it. He he doesn't want to retire. He just really enjoys. And I, I think that's a big part of it, too, is really enjoying what you love. Mm-hmm. Because then it doesn't feel like work. Right. And it helps for him. It helps because he's got a great partner who loves doing a lot of the home stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the stuff he doesn't necessarily want to do. Works out really well. By the way, this is a great time to set a few New Year's resolutions for your career. Might as well start thinking about them now and not wait until January when you when you come back to that endless mountain of email. But a new survey found nine out of ten people say they have resolutions or goals for their career next year. And the six most popular ones are to get a raise. Why not? The economy's going great, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day. Money. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and kind of like, 
Yeah, I don't. It's like, I think the trick is for me to make more money than I can spend. And I just haven't quite figured out how much money I can spend yet. Hmm. Oh, come on. I don't, you know, I haven't, <laughs> like, like, what, I, to put a number to it, it's like, you know, I don't know. Okay. I, well, I know there is a number. Obviously. I'm not so sure there is. I think there is. I don't either. I think there is. Here's why I say that. <laughs> Because I I would like to revisit 1999 Jen. Yes. So I'm I'm sitting here having a conversation with 1999 Jen. And I had a number in mind. Did I have a number in 99? Probably. (laughs) That's what I'd like to know is what was 1999 Jen's number? It, because if 1999 Jen knew what 2019 Jen is doing today, would 1990 Jen, 1999 Jen look at that and say, oh my goodness, that would be pl- that would be way more than I ever needed. Well, yeah, and that's my point. Obviously, I was wrong. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> that's why I don't think, I think that line is constantly that moving. It, it and is. that's my point is I don't know what that number is. I yeah. think the more I, you, you know, make, the more you need. But the thing is, I'm really, truly, honestly, I am not that extravagant. I don't own, I do not own a Louis Vuitton bag. That doesn't I mean do you're not, not extravagant. But that, but I mean, those types of purchases, you know, I don't need a huge fancy house. I don't need, I drive a Toyota RAV4. I'm not tooling around town in a luxury vehicle. No, I mean, there I, I get are that. a lot, I mean, I, and I don't. And that's not something that I think I have really to have. Right. Yeah. And so I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, my God, I need all this money and I need all these really nice things. No, I get uh, that. Uh. And I'm not even I'm not saying you are. I just think that you like a lot of stuff. You get a certain joy from acquiring things. They may not necessarily be designer things or louis High vuitton end, you know things i don't or, buy crazy expensive stuff right but you buy a lot of little but, but you things. buy a lot of it I whatever stuff you're buying you buy a lot of it <laughs> that's what i was gonna say that was my point about not being extravagant like you may not own like a three thousand dollar handbag but you might have three thousand dollars worth of shoes it's you know you might like, not you might not buy yeah. a five thousand dollar handbag but you got five thousand handbags no i don't have that many handbags I'm just saying perspective is absolutely at some point in that absolutely money thing. So I, I just think it'd be an interesting conversation to sit 1999 Jen down with 2019 Jen and just talk about that where where that money line is. You know when when you had that thought about money and mm-hmm. you were discussing with yourself what is that number? I'm pretty sure there's a number out there somewhere. I just don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like, though, the more money you make, the more you feel like you can live? The, for me, if I were to, of those are within those means, if I you were to land mean? in a, if I were to land in a pile of money at this point in my life, what I would spend it on is I would be visiting places in the world, right? That. Um, very spiritual places. Like I'd be going to Stonehenge. You could do your eat, pray, love going, vacation or whatever that is for you. I would do an eat, pray, love. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's where 
I would put probably the money. blow a chunk of change. Yeah. At this point. But as far as like acquiring more stuff, yes, I like little things, but I don't need what you would stereotypically attach to like big money people. Right. Yeah. Like you don't need to sense. spend the hundreds of thousands of dollars on homes and cars. I mean, and- there's a lot of expensive, fancy things. I don't like going out for really expensive dinners. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know that's something that you guys really enjoy. For me, that's painful. That's paid to spend that kind of money on something I'm eating. (laughs) It just like it goes in, it goes out. You know, the joy in that is very momentary for me. That is that to me, that's an extreme extravagance that I don't I'm not comfortable. We don't do that as often as you're making it out to sound. I mean, we go out to dinner, but that's more about the fellowship and the experience of being with the people we love than it is, you know, about woofing down some crazy expensive thousand dollar truffle. I don't know the oh, way yeah. you talk about the food. <laughs> you know, but those are those are treats for us, like like with anybody else. But you know, we read a study somewhere that said that the majority of people who there's a there you would talk about that line. It's about seventy five thousand dollars. The last study that I read, where people who make approximately seventy five thousand dollars a year feel like they're kind of at the point where That's they're enough. doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but that happiness factor does not increase as much as you would think the more they make. Because no matter how much you make, there's stress involved. You still have bills to pay. And if you've got more money and you're buying more expensive things and living more extravagantly, it's still a percentage of what your salary is. Right. You know, you still got to watch yourself. Bobby says, are you a quality person or a quantity person? That's what I keep asking myself a lot. Usually I want quality Catherine says, a wise person once told me it's not about how much you make, it's how you spend it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I definitely like quality. Yeah. Well, and there was a, like, just yesterday I posted an article on our Jeff and Jen Facebook page that was talking about spending money on Christmas and Christmas presents. And there's all of these studies that are out there that are talking about how like people are buying all of these small presents and gifts like that, but vacations are a better holiday gift for children than toys mm-hmm. because vacations, even though they can be small, it allows your children to explore different environments, cultures, mm-hmm. you know, even if you go from here to Louisville or something, it's a different experience an mm-hmm. exploration for your kid. than maybe giving them Play-Doh or a slinky right. or something else. Hmm. What are so, the four things? Something to, something to read, something you want, something, something you need, need, something to, to wear, wear something, something to, to read. read. Yeah. I wonder if there should be some sort of experience in there too. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, something sure. to explore. Yeah, for sure. See, the list has already gone from a simple four to five. <laughs> always growing and changing. You always want more. Let's take the read out of the equation. No, you have it. to leave the read. Is, the read, I think, is the most important out of the four. It is, actually. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here this morning? Apple's App Store and Google Play. They both launched in 2008, which means the 2010s are really the first decade when we were downloading apps on our phones from start to finish. So what did we download? Uh, Facebook was the big one. Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram. The rest of the top ten are Snapchat, Skype, TikTok, 
UC Browser, which is a very popular web browser in Asia, YouTube, and Twitter. Three apps that we spent the most money on, though, are Netflix, Tinder, and Pandora. And the most downloaded game of the decade, Clash of Clans. Hmm. Also this morning, you know, since you brought up experiences, the holidays are fun, especially in your 20s, because you go home, you know, you see old friends, maybe tie one on at the bar, but once you got kids, things maybe get become a little Shift different. Shift a bit. Shift. They asked 2,000 parents to rank their favorite holiday activities. These are parents we're talking to now. And watching movies was the number one answer on the board. I do enjoy that. It's so It's like such a together thing. Even if it's just like our kid won't watch a full movie, but we did sit down with her on Saturday morning and watch the Rudolph that I had DVR'd from CBS or ABC or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was so cute. Like we had our own little snacks and it was just fun. Going to a holiday concert was number two. We're going to see by, you waited Friday night. Going to see you waited. Then mm-hmm. traveling somewhere, number three. There you go. You're experiential. Presents, gifts, traveling, decorating the tree, ice skating, baking cookies, going to museums, singing Christmas carols, visiting the zoo, and then one of my favorites, driving around and just looking at those lights. Yeah, we do that all the time, too. Going to a light show. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.